everybody thought that people were crazy until they changed the world and then all of a sudden they're brilliant. Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry, all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Dance. I'm so excited. I got this like fuzzy sweater for Halloween slash for life and I'm planning on being a teddy bear and I had to put it on because I'm really excited that it's here and it is the coziest thing ever. And keeping with the Halloween theme, today my amazing guest is James Little who is an incredible dancer. He does all styles and not only is he an incredible dancer he's an incredible friend I don't know what I would do without him in my life he is gorgeous he is just like when you watch him you're drawn to him he is a performer like the definition of a performer in class on stage he's done amazing amazing jobs and he's gone on tour with Todrick Call, which is so cool um, he's been in a lot of his videos he just he does amazing things and he can sing his face off and I'm gonna say that out loud here because I think that's like not a lot of people can hear that but like he can belt some Demi Lovato like just wait wait till he starts sharing that so as always I love to share a video of my guests after I hype them up and blab for a million years so let's check out this awesome video of him dancing some Teresa Stone choreo because this is a podcast you can't see the video but trust me it is great after the episode make sure you head over to essentially Haley on youtube or dear dance pod on instagram so you can check it out but while i have you here let's hear from our sponsor surprise the sponsor for today's episode is me well not me exactly but the patreon if you would like to support this show and get some fun perks join the supporter squad it's only five dollars a month which is less than a dunkin donuts ice matcha latte in manhattan and instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice you will get access to fun behind the scenes content early access to guests and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on youtube i'm hoping to grow this community and we have a discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail i've got a lot of ideas once we reach 100 patrons i will be starting the dancer's dream grant program this means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you 
cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now let's get back to the episode. Like what? So fun. Um, I didn't even say why that was connected to Halloween. My transition was horrible. But James is also amazing at makeup. So he's going to, in classic uh, week before Halloween show episodes, attempt to teach me how to do some sort of makeup look. You know, if you watched last year or go check out, Morgan tried to help me do a spooky skeleton look and it was very hilarious. Um, And today I'm going to bring him in. He's going to tell us all about what we are doing. And for anyone who doesn't know, this is Maisie and she'll probably be joining us. So, Without further ado, give a big round of applause for my amazing guest, James. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? You know, we're living, we're alive. It's, you know, that's great. I'm nervous about our craft, honestly, because honestly, I me know too. I'm going to Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we're we're on the same page, except not really because you're literally amazing at makeup, which I'm sure we'll get into like talking about how you got into that um, when we talk about passions outside of dance. But tell the audience and the listeners what we are going to attempt to do today. Well, we are <laughs> we're just going to be doing a little cow moment, you know, a little something simple, a I little something it. festive, a little something. That hopefully won't take us too long. <laughs> you know, I actually, I have to tell you, I don't know if you know this story. My first lead role in a show, I was Dot the Cow in the kindergarten version of Little Red Hen. And I took the role really seriously. So cows are like really special to me. I thought I genuinely was a cow. I'm not going to lie. I was very offended when anyone ate hamburgers around me. I was like, how could you eat my people? Like I was a method actress. Yes, at five. So I'm like really excited for this. Um, And so is, is Maisie. She's she's kind of a cow too i guess she looks she has spots like a cow so we maybe i'll make her a cow for halloween so perhaps you do some serious makeup looks that take like hours yeah and i'm slow is the thing like <laughs> i have <laughs> i like when i'm doing my makeup i like it's a whole evening event because i'm just like so slow so i'm gonna yeah. try to like we're gonna try to keep it keep it quick keep it light I love um, it. What's the first my skin thing? Is, did you prime already? Um, no. And I know okay, that's well, a shame because you gave me primer because I didn't own primer. So a crime, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, this is like Halloween makeup, I think. So like, eh. that, it'll be fine. Okay. So what is the next step? And also, I would love because I shared my first my first role. Did you do any theater or any sort of um, like shows growing up? Like what was your very first memory of being on stage? My very first, I did do a lot of like theater growing up. I, when I was, my very first like sh- musical theater show I ever did uh, was actually <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, that was my eighth then, grade like, musical. Yeah, it was like the high school musical at like the local high school. And me and my little sister were sweet apple kids. LOL. Amazing. Um, 
And did you know from there that's where you wanted to be on stage? No, I mean, like, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't really until, like, the next year they did um, La Miserable. uh, Mm -hmm. And... I was Gavroche in that, and that was, like, my first time, like, being in a role, and that was when I was like, oh, this. This is something. This is, this is something that I really enjoy. Yeah. So that, from then on, it was kind of like, oh, okay, but then I, like, I played sports a lot and stuff, and that was, like, prior to um, all of that. So, like, I, but, yeah, that was, like, that yeah. was the first time I was like, oh, this is the moment. Mm-hmm. Did you, like, take classes at a studio, like, training, doing all that tap, jazz, ballet, everything? Or how did you get into dance? Well, funny story. I actually got ran over by a van uh, when I was 13. And when I got ran over, I couldn't play any, like, sports or anything. It was, like, for, like, a full year. Uh, Well, it was a couple of years, actually, is what it ended up being. Uh, And this kid from my soccer team was like, yo, do you want to take a an all-boys hip-hop class with me and I was like yeah sure like whatever and then that was it like I took that class and the next year I was like I must take a tap class and I must like add to this and like so that, like that was kind of how it started and it was just like from there it was over wow um so you got hit by a car casual and you joined that hip-hop class and then from there You've done a lot of really cool stuff. You moved to L.A. before New York. How was that um, decision? Did you? I know that you've done some cruise ships also. Did you do that before moving to L.A.? Or did you kind of first go the cruise ship route when you started your professional journey? So, like, I had moved initially to L.A. Uh, because I had gotten into a, like, contemporary company out there. Um, It was a company that a friend of mine, actually, her name was Lauren Garrett. Uh, Her name was Lauren Garrett. She was also from Michigan. She moved out there and joined this company. Um, It was Entity Contemporary Dance. It was Marissa Sato and Will Johnston, who are, like, very, very, very brilliant, brilliant human beings. And I auditioned and I got in and I was like, oh, my God, wow. And, like, also, let's be honest, like, my first my high school boyfriend was moving out there and so i was like yeah because like we're 18 and in love and like we were gonna spend our lives together you know as you as you do when you're 18 and uh and yeah so i moved out there i did the company for like a year i had like gotten this audition like from my agent who i didn't have a great relationship with i don't feel like they and i had the same opinions about where I wanted my career to go and where they wanted my career to go and like kind of like what they thought was gonna be like the tea for me so I was like not super into it I think that's a, a really interesting point to make also because you know a lot of times you hear about like oh my gosh like I got an agent like that's it I'm done I got it and it's going to be amazing. And sometimes it's not amazing. And I think that that's a really important thing to share and be honest about. Like, agents are people too. And sometimes it's not a good match. You have different ideas about what you want for your career. And what kind of stuff were you kind of starting out thinking? Were you thinking you were going to go more in the commercial road? Or just kind of well, dance as much as possible? 
the thing is, is like I've never been a person who only wanted to work in like one facet of the industry. So like the whole idea that like I was going to do one singular like one one area was going to just like be what I specialized in and like that was that was like that never really like Jived. not resonated with me at mm. all. And so I was like very like oh well I want to submit for musical theater stuff and I want to dance commercially and like I was like I really wanted to be on stage with artists which at the time I was like very very young and like obviously I was like very 18 year old looking which I didn't realize at the time was going to be a problem because people a lot of things in my opinion have a type right like they have a type that they're looking for they don't really want to stray from that because you know like there are parts of our industry that are just like they're so used to that being what it is and it like i think it very quickly settled in on me that i was like oh you're not a big muscly dude so you're definitely not dancing for like britney today you know but then like things started to happen like i would be at auditions and making it farther than i ever thought i would but it's also hard too right cuz like you're a kid trying to learn how to be an adult you're I'm from the Midwest and like let's be honest LA is not Michigan and totally. I come from a place where like JC Penney is high fashion and that is very much what I looked like. Uh, <laughs> so like you no know it was Penny. it took some time and some adjusting and you know I think that the world like especially when you become a dancer like fresh out of high school and like you have to figure out like what do you offer the world what do you offer the industry what do you offer yourself as a person like you know we have so much growing up to do in those younger years and like for some people it works out for some people it's really meant to be like right off the bat and like that just like wasn't my journey and like i'm really glad for it now but at the time it was definitely uh trying to say the very least um, yeah totally i think that that something that we talk about a lot is figuring out where do we want to fit ourselves into like not like fitting other people's molds but like really figuring out how do I say this like what we want in life and then putting ourselves in positions to to get that and I think that that's something that you learn with age and experience and I know that that's something that you have done a really great job Um, I know you were really doing that before the pandemic and kind of just like figuring out what is for you and what you actually want instead of just like feeling bad about not getting everything if that makes sense I'm not being very articulate yeah, I'm think very makes... fascinated with this cow situation and I look very scary no I don't think you look scary no make it look nice because that's something that I also really appreciate about you is that you're not going to do something halfway if you're going to do something you're going to do it well that's with your dancing that's with your performance that's with everything with your makeup so I think that's a wonderful a wonderful quality to have so take all the time you need with your cow yeah you know and like the thing is is like like it's really not that deep and sometimes that gets me in trouble like I spend too much time time being like oh it has to be perfect and like I don't think that that's necessarily true I think that's like yeah also a hard lesson that we have to all learn but I do think though like at the end of the day, like what it really was, was like, you have to start taking care of yourself. And once you start taking care of yourself, then like the rest of it starts to make sense. Because then what you're presenting when you walk into a room feels like something you. And that that's what started making the biggest difference for me. Like 
that was when people started to like notice the things that I was doing and like and that that leads into what you're talking about with like perfectionism and I've talked about this so many times on the show like there's no such thing as perfect and that's a really hard pill for dancers to swallow I think because we're constantly looking at ourselves in the mirror whether it's ballet technique or just class in general how can I get better how can I get better and sometimes it's really hard to just be in the moment and just be like oh my gosh I love dancing. I'm here. I'm doing this. Or like, I'm doing this makeup, this creative thing. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be just fun and just doing something to be creative. I think too, it's just like really easy to get caught up in like what everyone around you is doing. Yeah. And being like, oh, but they're presenting this. And like, yeah, they are. But like, that's also not what you're presenting. So like, what's what makes what you're presenting any less valuable or less valid or like, Everybody thought that people were crazy until they changed the world, and then all of a sudden they're brilliant. Mm, you know, I love you that. could mess up one thing out of a hundred, and people are going to laugh at the one thing you messed up on. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying like, oh yes, like that means once you have it figured out, like then you no longer like care what people think about you because that's also like not true. In a world where you have to sell yourself, like to get anywhere like it's not necessarily the truth yeah but it also like it's touch and go right because like you'll have a few good days you'll have a few good jobs you'll have a few good classes you'll be on a high then you'll walk into a room and you'll be like wait have I ever danced before and all of a sudden you're like am I talented like do I deserve to be here Mm, have I wasted the last 10 years of my life yes it's so quick those thoughts it's it's really a skill that I think everyone, myself included, should practice. Oh my God, spiral season is the best. I'm the queen of a spiral. I love, I love a good (laughs) spiral. I'm very good at it. (laughs) Worst case scenarios are like, they're easy. But the thing is, is like also as dancers, like we live in an environment where like you have to thrive on being told what to fix, right? Because like it's about... It's not about this, but it's about notes. It's about being better. It's about, you know, fixing and striving for whatever that is. Or at least that's how we were taught growing up. You know what Mm, I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like growing up, like especially our generation, like our age category, like I went to dance military school. I loved that. That for me was ideal. Like, and still to this day, I love and respect those teachers so much. And they're still so incredible. And now like, when I get to go back and like teach there and it's just like such a wild full circle experience. But like what I bring to the room is not like what was brought to me growing up because it's like all the things I've learned in my career and like all the places I've been. And like, I still feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. I feel like when we were kids, it was like, Oh, you get to this point where like you, like when we were kids, I feel like when you were like 30, that was like it. People were like coming yeah, out. Yeah. You're over yeah, 100%. And there's so many amazing dancers who still have very successful careers well into their 30s and 40s, even on stage performing. So, yeah, I think that that's definitely something that's changing, and and I'm glad for it because I'm I have so much so I want to still because, do. Yeah, because then we're not getting any younger out here. But also, like, I still feel like my dancing gets better every year because, like, I am approaching it with more knowledge and more experience mm. and – like a better understanding of well, who I am. It's that because like you can't really find success without knowing who you are because we're artists. It has to feel honest and authentic. And that mm-hmm. is something that I really like about the community here in New York is like 
I feel like everyone like promotes that ideal that it needs to be authentically you to like mean something. Yeah. Um, I have one more like dance topic before we get into our game. I would love to know about working with Todrick, obviously not like you don't have to spill any tea because I know that in the dance community there has been some tea about this, but that's not what we're here for. I'd love to just know about like how you got involved and and the productions that you've been a part of and and just kind of like your experience dancing and for someone who has such a massive fan base and and just that whole wild ride of of everything that you're comfortable sharing (laughs) i think like well for me obviously everybody has their own experience obviously there was a lot of uh with anything there's always a lot of hearsay a lot of he said she said a lot of like whatever for me personally i joined the team for straight out of oz it was actually the first audition i did on my very first day after I moved here. Oh my gosh, that's um, so cool. A friend of mine who uh, moved here on the same day as me, uh, we actually had like gotten off the ship together and then we decided to move here together. And then we had, but we had both gone back to like visit the guys we were seeing like on said cruise ship. And then we both, uh, it all ended for all of us on that same cruise. So we were like, okay. So we got here, she was like, there's a Todrick Hall audition tomorrow. And like, I had heard who he was, but like, I like, I knew who he was, but I didn't like, I didn't care is not the right word, but I was like, I didn't care. I was right, like, you're, you weren't like I, a super fan. You weren't. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't like a fan. Like, obviously I think he's really talented. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like staying in Staten Island, which was like so far away. And I was like, I just don't know if this is like the journey I want to be on. So I, was like a little apprehensive about it. She was like, let's go to this audition for his tour. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do that. And she was like, no, please. Like, I really want to go and I don't want to go alone. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to do that. But then, so we went. And then the boys weren't even at the same time as the girls. So like, I went and had to audition alone. And I was like, okay. Oh no, stress. Like a weird flex, but fine. Yeah, and so we went to the audition. I danced. It's actually a really funny story because I had never sang before. Oh, and you had to sing in Straight Out of Oz? Um, well, I had to sing. Yeah, we did sing, and I had to sing oh, at the wow. audition. But I didn't know that because it said singing a plus, right? And it was my first, you know, New York audition. So I was like, yeah, sure. Um, singing a plus. They were like, goes down the line, he's like, Yora, and he's like, I'm a singer that moves. He's like, Yora, he's like, I'm a singer that moves. He's like, Yora, he's like, I'm a singer that moves. He's like, Yora, I was like, I'm a dancer that moves. <laughs> and he was like, you don't sing? And I was like, uh, no. Like, other than when I'm in my car thinking I'm Celine Dion, like, absolutely not. Oh my god, amazing. And so I left thinking that I was, like, obviously getting cut because, like, who wants to hire someone? Clearly it wasn't a plus. Clearly it was like singing <laughs> mandatory, which I wish, which I then later learned that in New York City, like singing a plus never means plus. It means know how to sing like a Broadway star. And that's just like, that's okay. I just like wish that they told people, you know what I mean? Like, right. who knew? And so, uh, yeah. So the, I get a phone call and he's like, hi, this is Michael calling from Todrick. Like, we'd like you to come back and sing it too. And I was like, no, 
And he was like, no. And I was like, no, I can't do that. Sorry. Like, oh no. Oh, my God. And what'd they say? And he was like, no, like, you have you to. Don't... Well, he was like, we know you don't sing. We just, like, want to see where you're at. And I was like, okay. And he's like, the accompanist will be here at two. I was like, the accompanist? What? I was like, I need to have something prepared for this. And he was like, you don't have sheet music? I was like, did you misunderstand the part of this conversation <laughs> where I told you, like, I don't sing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, I was so like, are you kidding me right now? And he wasn't. No, he wasn't kidding. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, so you I, sang? Yeah. So I had to go back and sing for these people. And now I'm in a full panic because I'm like, oh, Lord, what do I know the words to? What did you panic. end up singing? I ended up singing an acapella version of Ain't Too Proud to Beg for These People. Amazing. Amazing uh, choice. Looking at the floor the entire time and trying not to cry. Oh, yeah, and I've honestly, been there. It's really crazy because I got the job. <laughs> That's amazing. So you did Straight Out of Oz, and then I know you were dancing with Todrick right before the pandemic. Were you on tour when this pandemic, like, kicked off? Uh, we weren't on tour. We were actually supposed to be leaving, so, like, everything shut down on a, on a Thursday, and we were supposed to, like, that was my last like week of work and then we were going on tour in Australia. So we ended up not getting to do that last leg, um, which was sad. But then, so I did straight out of Oz and then I didn't work for him for a couple of years. I didn't do the second leg or Forbidden. And then they, I ran into them in the summertime. I ran into him twice. Like uh, I was performing at World Pride with like the RuPaul's Drag Race girls. And then um, I saw them and then I also like I was on a date <laughs> oh and God. I like saw his assistant outside of waitress and <clears throat> I was like oh my god hi like how are you and he was like oh my god come on in and say hi and I was like oh no no like I didn't see the show so I don't want to like and he was like what so you can't say hi and I was like no of course I can of course I can yeah. So I went Amazing. inside and then after that I got a phone call and it was like, hi. Uh, and that was actually right out of class. We had just taken class together and you got a phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was I, wild. I had like so many missed calls. Oh yeah, because you were literally standing right there. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I have to replace somebody on this tour. Like, can you come on tour tomorrow? And so I literally was like, well, I have questions. And so then I talked to his tour manager and then I had to call my agent and wake her up. And like, it was just like a whole thing. Cause I was like, I can't look, but yeah, the next day I was on a plane and I've just kind of been back ever since. And I did house party and then the pandemic hit. And now we've, you know, we've been back to doing some stuff. Yeah. And it's like really nice, like, especially because of the way that the pandemic has gone and the way it's changed our industry. I've been really lucky to be able to work and to be able to still be on stage. Okay, well, while you do your lipstick, I'm going to get our Would You Rather ready. Um, so these are pretty silly questions. Um, and if anyone is watching live or watching the replay or listening to the audio version of this, definitely let us know what you would pick. So, would you rather only eat one food for the rest of your life or have a rhinoceros horn on your chin? I would rather, ooh, I think I'd rather have a rhinoceros horn on my chin. 
Interesting choice. Okay. Do you really think anyone's gonna mess with you with a unicorn with a rhinoceros horn on your chin? That's true. That's true. All right. Would you rather have an incurable itch between your toes or be chased by a supervillain for the rest of your life? What was the first one? Have an incurable itch between your toes. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd rather have the itch. Yeah, super villains. I like to scratch an itch. Yeah, it'll be satisfying, but it never goes away. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but at least you always have something interesting going on, you know what I mean? I mean, a super villain, that would be a lot of interesting going on, but also scary. Okay, last one of these. Would you rather have to wear an itchy sweater every day forever or have a swarm of moths for hair? Uh, the sweater. Yeah. No, the moths. No, the sweater. The sweater. Definitely the sweater. Wow. You're not really bothered by itchiness, I see. But I am bothered by moths. Mm, yeah. And they would eat all your sweaters, so then you'd have no sweaters. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Okay, well, I know we've talked a little bit about makeup, but what are some of your other passions outside of dance? I do really like makeup. I think that, like, makeup is, like, it's, like, therapeutic for me because it's, like, you have to focus so hard on it that it kind of, like, allows you the space to not be so in your head. Mm. And I'm, like, the queen of also overthinking literally everything under the sun. So, you know, and, like, I went through this thing a couple years ago with dying. That was dark. Uh that I went through this thing where I like was like oh shoot like I'm gonna die one day and so I was like really struggling with that and then like doing my makeup though was like the only time that I was focused I like wasn't really thinking about it I'm also very passionate about sitting right here on this couch and watching tv um (laughs) like the good gay boy that I am I watch all of the RuPaul's Drag Races I'm currently watching Lock and Key I don't know if you've ever seen that yes I started it I haven't finished it but it's spooky. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's like really, really so great. I love to read, actually. That sounds so like hey, I love but, like, to read no, too. I, do. I love I it. love to I love to read. I like to go bowling. <laughs> I do like to sing. You won't hear me you you likely won't hear me singing anytime soon, but I do I do like to do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just like the I normal think... things. I like to snack. Oh yeah. I think that you you have such a great like balance of being really professional in this industry and still finding time to do other things and still finding time to nurture your other creative passions like makeup. And I think that's such a great example for people to show that you can literally be on tour and still do other stuff with your life, still have a social life, still have passions outside. I think that that's such a great example and the way that you approach your dance training especially I know we had a conversation about kind of like figuring out okay what do I want what am I going to spend my time doing that benefits me because I am in control of my life and how I'm in control of my happiness and I really love love that about you and it's something that I really aspire to do as well so you're such a great example to me so thank you for that thank you yeah I think um I think it's important. I think it's important to understand because dance is such a big part of who we are and like being artists and performers is such a big part of who we are, but it's like you have to, you're still a human, like you still have to have a human experience and 
I find that for my own like mental health and my own emotional health that like when I prioritize my free time to be a person and like I'm really lucky because like I have a really solid like very small group of friends that I like to keep small because they keep me grounded and they're like people I would literally go to the end of this earth for and vice versa but because it's like you can get so like lost in the chaos and the mess that is like our industry and like who you are and like it's just like it's important because if you're not happy and you're not enjoying your life like then what are you doing because like it's short like and I want it to be plus it's like one of those things like I I try to push people I care about to like be the best that they can be at whatever it is that they need or want in life. And so I just feel like it's like I have to hold myself to those own expectations. And I can only do that when I feel complete as a person. And like, you got to recharge, you know what I mean? Like, if you only think about dance all day, every day, like that is not healthy. I don't care who you are. Like, you have to care about other things too, or else you're just never going to be happy. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm so right there with you. I love that. So it's time for our next game, which is a little less of a game and more of some questions. <laughs> Surprised you with that one. So I say this everyone, but these are random questions that I found on the internet and I sorted them uh, kind of randomly into categories. Um, and a lot of them are from the website, Questions to Ask Your Dad. They have great questions over there so check them out but I'm going to randomly pick one from each and you can always veto if it's something you're uncomfortable answering but they're not too crazy so let's see what we get some of them are silly some of them are like deep okay pick a color uh let's go with pink if you could do anything for the rest of your life what would that be entertain other people Hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think you're on that path. So that's awesome. (laughs) We're working on it. Next question. Oh, I pick again. (laughs) Um, Let's go with purple. Ooh, what do you love most about yourself? I love that question. The thing that I love most about myself currently is that I, um, I try my best when I am faced with any kind of situation that I try to see it from all points of view and then I try to like take a moment and a step back to assess like how I would be feeling if I was the other person and then I try my best to respond in those ways I think that that is probably like my best quality at the at this moment in time for a moment in time you know and you said we wouldn't hear you sing (laughs) that wasn't singing it's just a little Mariah Carey moment. <laughs> She's defrosting, I've heard. It's about to be Christmas time. It's about to be her time. <laughs> All right, next question. Orange. If you had to make an alias, what would it be? Like a secret agent name um, or personality ooh. or job life, a secret life, like a secret spy life. Honestly, I would love to be a spy. I'm pretty much one already. Um, I can search through social media to find out just about anything very, very quickly. That's a little scary. Um, yeah. Or like, I feel like I'd want to do something completely different than like what I do now. I'd want to be like a surgeon. I've always really wanted to cut people open, but like, not like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I got run over, there was like a long time. I was like, I want to be a doctor because like 
that's who saved my life. And then I was like, yeah. oh, wait, you mean I can count to eight for a living? I want to do that. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Ooh, this is a hard one to end on. Has life been hard on you so far? I think life's been hard on everybody. Um, <clears throat> yes. Life, life, I think uh, life was really, really hard on me at the beginning. Like growing up was really hard. And I think in my early adult life, it really took me a long time to realize like how that had really affected me and like how that was making me like be to the world. But I think like where I'm at now and like moving forward, I'm really grateful that it was hard because I feel like I am such a better person for it today, even though it's Mm -hmm. like, I wish I hadn't had to go through some of those things to get here, but I'm just really glad that I am here because I feel like now I'll be able to do a lot more good in the world than I would have initially. Mm, I love that. And the last question that I ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self? Honestly, I'm my most creative when I am the most relaxed. Like, I think fostering an environment where I feel the like comfortable which really like only happens like when you're happy in all facets of your life so like it's like such a weird thing because like I know like for a lot of people it's like oh I was like going through this like I have to go through it and be like out on the other side of it before I can reflect on it and be like now I can create something for it I actually like Mm. like it's like I guess living through fear as opposed to like living on the other side of it like mm-hmm. allows you the space to be creative. Ooh, I love that answer. Yeah, you know. I love that answer. Amazing. Well, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, if they want to see more of your amazing dancing, if they want to book you for more jobs? Yes, hire me. Um, <laughs> you can find me at James G. Little on all social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I don't really use TikTok. I don't. I, I should. I should, but yeah, I don't. we all should apparently, but it's just so it's so overwhelming over there <laughs> for me. If you would like to connect with the show, you can always find us on Instagram at Dear Dance Pod. The Instagram is finally the right name, so definitely go check us out over there. Um, and if you would like to follow me personally, um, find my dance stuff. My Instagram is Haley Grove. Very simple. Um, and definitely subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're still here. It would mean so much to me. Um, It's essentially Haley. And I'm hoping to start doing a little more videos of just like dance stuff and craft stuff and how that I combine those things into my life to stay creative and sane. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, And also the final thing that I'll plug is the Patreon. Um, And when we get to 100 patrons, I'm going to be starting the Dancer's Dream Grant Program, which means we'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that will start off with monthly donations of $100. And the more patrons that we have, the more money we can give back to the community and lift everyone up and help everyone, whether that's, you know, hiring a videographer or paying your dancers what they should be paid or, you know, getting some snacks at least, just helping dancers help the world because dancers do help the world with our art and we're important and essential and it's hard out here. So anything I can do to give back, I'm really excited to get that going. So definitely check out all of those things. I think 
our makeup looks i mean yours looks really great i mean if people want to like <laughs> give me like a rate like we can do like a battle i don't know i think i would get like maybe a 2.5 but like you get like a 10 gold star triple platinum <laughs> amazing not even soloist <laughs> um of the year award so i think that that's really great <laughs> Come on, Dancing Divas Award. <laughs> yep, that's you. You get the the moving on out award. That's you by Judge 322. Um, all right, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so oh, fun. Thank you for having me. I'm going to practice my makeup. I'm, I promise every year, I swear, it's going to get better and better. <laughs> it will. It can only get better. I used to look crazier than I look today. <laughs> amazing. Well, Thank you again and have a great night, everyone.